0: Welcome back. Uh, today we're going to be speaking about Reb Shimon ben Gamliel. Reb Shimon Gamliel is the last Mishnah in Perik Olive. Perik Aleph, Mishnah Yod Chesh. Now which Reb Shimon ben Gamliel are we referring to? There was more than one. So the Teiseth Yamtu tells us that this is the grandson of Reb, Shimon, of Reb Shimon ben Gamliel mentioned in the previous Mishnah. The previous Mishnah talks about Shimon beno. Shimon beno, the son of the previous Mishnah, which was Reb Gamliel. And uh, the Torah tells us that this Reb Shimon Magamaliel was the grandson of the Shimon mentioned in the previous Mishnah, which actually would make sense because if it's just a continuation of the same Reb Shimon Megamliel, there would be no need to say Reb Shimon Megamliel Omer, it should just say, it should continue and say who are you Omer? But because it's a different Reb Shimon Megamliel, the Mishnah started off, Reb Shimon Megamliel Omer, according to the Hashim, it was the grandson, who was the father of Yudanasi, the father of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, which also uh, ties in to the smichus of the end of the first parak and the beginning of the second parak because the end of the first parak ends off with Reb Shimon Gamliel, and the beginning of the first parak starts off with his son Rabbi Oimer Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Now let's recite what it is Reb Shimon Gamliel teaches us, and then we'll try and understand it a little bit better. Reb Shimon Gamliel says, the world stands on three things, on three pillars, alha." The three pillars are uh, din, which is uh, correct judgment emes, which is truth and shalom, which is peace and he quotes a pasuk to support it he says emes, u'mishpat, shalom you have in that pasuk both all three things emes, u'mishpat, shalom shift Besha now what's difficult about this Mishnah for those who remember the very beginning of Pirkei Avos is that the language of the opening of Rav Shimon Gamliel, is identical to the language of Shimon, bin, Shimon HaTzadik at the very beginning of the Masechta. Shimon HaTzadik says, Shimon HaTzadik Mishnah he says, same exact version, the world stands on three things, three pillars. And he mentions three other things. He doesn't say the three things of Rav Shimon Gamliel. He doesn't mention M S Din, and Shalom. He says Torah vodigmil's chasadim. So do they disagree? We're going to show, hopefully, that they don't disagree. Uh, and it would seem actually confusing if the Mishnah in Priya Yavis is quoting two contrary views. Uh, which one is it? is it Torah Vodig chasadim like Shimon At Or is it Din MS Shalom, like Rashim Gamliel? So we're going to see that the Rishinim deal with this question. And there are some who have different girsois to address this. For example, in the beginning of the Perik, when it talks about Shimonatsadik, the first time it says, it's brought down in the um in the Yomtev, that the the Bartanura uh, had a girsa of, it would appear, he had a girsa of not Advarim Olam Omeid, but really Advarim Olam Nivra. That is, for three things that Hashem created the world. The world was worth to be created. If you look at the Bartonuri, it says over there in the beginning of the lo halalu. The world was created in the merit that there will be a Torah, and that there will be Avoda, and that there will be G'mel chasadim. So on that basis, Hashem created the world. It was worthwhile to create the world. But once the world was created the mission of Rav megam liel is saying that you need to have, in order for there to be a kiyom, he's saying haolam omeid, that the world stands, exists, and continues to exist. In order for civilization to thrive and survive and grow, you need to have a certain order. And so therefore, he focuses on what, once the world was already created, what is necessary for the world to continue to have a kiyom. And so therefore, he says, haolam omeid, and some have the girsah by Rav Shemim Gamliel HaOlam that you need din, emes, and shalom for the world to exist. We can refer to Rav Khinin who said, If not for, for fear of some kind of authority, You need to have order, you need to have din. So therefore, it's not a contradiction. Shimon Sadik ha- is referring to why the world was created and the merit of these three things. Once the world was created, in order for it to continue to exist and to thrive, uh, civilization needs to have Din, Emes, and shalom. So that's how they resolve uh, this difference. Um, the Rishonim yet have some difficulty with this. The Beis Yosef for example asks, he says that um, if at the end of the day, the world was worthy of being created because of Torah. why isn't that strong enough of a reason for the world to have a continued existence and must, something must have changed Hashem obviously knew these things when He created the world that you needed to have Emes din shalom so therefore what is introduced by the uh, chassid Yaivetz who is one of the um, not Rabbi Yaakov Emdin the chassid Yaivetz actually lived during the times of the Spanish, Inquisi- Spanish Inquisition he was one of the Rishainim he also one of the late Rishainim he also wrote a period, on Pirkei um, referred to as the Chassid Yaivetz and quoted a lot in the Medrash Shmuel Chassid Yaivet says and interestingly enough the Beis Yisef in the beginning of Chayshin Mishpat uh, this discussion is brought down because our Mishnah, Rav Shema Gamliel talks about Din, talks about Mishpat so as an introduction to the Halachas, the Seder of Chayshin Mishpat in Shulchan Aruch the Beis Yisef brings down this discussion and he himself explains that here's why there was a need for Shimon Atzadik to teach that which he taught, and a need for um, Reb Shimon Megamlio later on to come and teach uh, his lesson of MS Din and Sholan. He explains that you need to consider that Shimon Atzadik lived during the Zman, that the Beis HaMigdash was still Qayyim, so he still had a Beis HaMikdash whereas Reb Shimon ben Liel, the father of Rebbe, as we mentioned from the Tesis Yamtiv, lived after the Chub and Beis HaMikdash, so there was no longer a Beis HaMikdash in existence. And there were a lot of changes that affected the strength of these pillars upon which the world was created. Because, for example, when there was a Beis HaMikdash, Avoida was at its strongest point. However, with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, we didn't have the ability to bring Karbonus. We didn't have the Beis HaMikdash and the ability to have the service of the Kehanim. So there was a weakness in the pillar of aveda The same thing with Torah. He brings down that the quality and depth and understanding of Torah also deteriorated with, deteriorated with destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why we say every day in Davening, before we complete the Shimon Esra, we say, beis hamikdash v'yameinu what's the connection between Binyan Beis HaMikdash and Saint Chalkeh Nebis we see from this also supporting this idea that the level of Torah also took a hit, so to speak, with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. So two out of the three pillars, Torah and Avoda, were significantly impacted by the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And even the third pillar, it's brought down in Svarim, that with Kla Yisrael being dispersed in the Golos and with all of its persecutions, their ability to do chesed at the same levels that they did chesed when the Beis HaMikdash was Kayim was also affected. So if the three pillars upon which the world was created were weakened as a result of this change, that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, so Rabbi seeing this, felt that somehow something else needed to be introduced to reinforce the pillars upon which the world was created. And so that's why he focused on MS Din and they and the Rishonim explain how MS corresponds, each of the uh, things that he, that he mentioned, Emes Din Hashalom correspond to one of the other three pillars of Shimon HaTzadik. So he was really supplementing the three pillars because of the weakening that occurred during the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. So again, focusing on when people lived is also important in understanding some of the lessons in Perki Avos. Shimon, HaTzadik, Shimon HaTzadik said that which he said, and it was perfectly applicable in his day when the Beis HaMikdash existed. Reb who lived at the time of the, after the Abayas, and the second base of English, was destroyed, he had to introduce things that would reinforce um, the pillars upon which the world existed. Um, one other thing that I want to mention in terms of Reb and Gamaliel um, and his shitas elsewhere in Shas, there's a sefer from Mayana Yehoshua, and the sefer from Mayana Yehoshua says that this mission is consistent with other teachings that we see from Reb Shemim the Gemara relates, for example, in the and Davzaina that in the Mishnah it says, and Rabbi Rabakiva said, Elohainab Sanhedrin, had we been part of the Sanhedrin, part of the Supreme Court, Lonerag Elam, there would never have been anybody executed with capital punishment, because they would have found Ishus. So nobody would ever have been executed um, um, with capital punishment. Epshimeh ben responded to this statement of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin and said, They would have been responsible for the increase of people who spill blood amongst the Jewish people because if there's no consequence and people know that they're not going to have to uh, uh, suffer the consequences of their actions, there's no fear of capital punishment, so people will do whatever they want. So Epshimeh ben Gamliel, in contrast to the opinion uh, and the statement of Rab and Rab Kiva, he said that that's not the way. And if it was up to them, had they been part of the Sanhedrin, there would be an increase in murder, an increase in shvichas Dhamma, because there would be no fear. There would be no fear of consequence. Um, and so, therefore, when he says uh, al hadin, it's consistent with Rab Leo's Gamliel's strong opinion about uh, having din and having the fear of din. There's, an, there's another statement of Rab Leo Gamliel that's quoted in Masech HaDarecher Zuta, which relates to the story of the brothers uh, and Yosef, where it says in Parashas Vayechi, after Yaakov Avinu's passing, uh, so the brothers relay to Yosef because they were concerned that Yosef might uh, use the opportunity, now that their father wasn't alive, to take out uh, revenge, so to speak, uh, against them for selling him and for doing that, which they did towards him, and he had maybe, uh, he harbored uh, uh, resentment and uh, animosity and bad feelings towards them, so they said mm-hmm. Avin, "Avicha, um, Avicha, your father before his death instructed the following, to try and protect themselves, Yaakov Avinu Reb tells us we don't find that he ever said anything that the brothers said, because Yaakov Avinu didn't suspect that Yosef would do anything Bad to the brothers to try and take Nakama or revenge. He never suspected Yosef of that. Yet the brothers felt that it was okay for them to say that, even though it wasn't true. It was okay for them to say that. Leman The lashon of the Derich herzut is. They made it up. It was never said by by Yo- Divrei They made it up. It was never said by Yaakov Avinu in order to uh, encourage peace and harmony between them and their brother Yosef. Because even though they said, We don't find that Yaakov ever said this, so it was all, And you're allowed to say something which is untruthful if it's for the sake of uh, encouraging and promoting peace and harmony. So that is consistent with the focus over here in the words of Roshim HaGamliya, where not only does he focus on Din, which is consistent with his Shita and Masech he also focuses on the importance of Shalom and how far a person is allowed to go, Laman HaShalom, uh, consistent with his uh, teaching in Masech Tadere Cheretzuta. Thank you.